0: This whole week, we've been looking at strategies in managing seasonal depression during our Oregon winters. We spoke to a mental health expert, an outdoor guide, a musician, and a food writer, all offering advice on how to guard your mental health. But if you're still feeling like, ugh, blah, maybe you just need to leave town for a little bit and get some sun in your face. So today on CityCast Portland, we're talking affordable winter getaways with Sam Stites, a reporter covering outdoor recreation and travel for Portland Monthly. So start packing those bags. It's Friday, February 17th, 2023. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Sam, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Claudia. Yeah.
0: So... You love Oregon, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You've worked as a whitewater raft guide and you thoroughly enjoy like, you know, tramping outside in the snow, being outdoors. Uh, Yeah. But when are even you ready to give up on sticking it out here during the winter?
1: Yeah. Well, let me preface, you know, that answer by saying I I did just have a baby in October, so I'm kind of firmly planted in Oregon at the moment. Um, I have been doing (laughs) a lot of traveling kind of in the state and around the Pacific Northwest with with my my partner and our baby. Um, But I know a lot of people. You know, they get really down when they don't have any sunlight filling their day. Um, I remember as a kid, my grandparents used to spend their winters in Yuma, Arizona. And I always thought that was so funny. Like, you just migrate to the sun. Uh, yeah. You kind of like just uproot bird. your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole snowbird thing. You just uproot your life here in Oregon. You go live in a completely different climate and landscaped. Um, yeah, I was kind of baffled by that as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember like being like visiting the pool, but like, at this like park model resort my grandparents lived at. So, needless to say, it, like really sucked. But as an adult, I'm more and more, you know, starting to understand the need to go somewhere bright, somewhere dry. The need to kind of warm your bones a little bit. Right. And I commend people who are kind of straight up with themselves to say. I can't do this. I need to step away for a few days for a week to kind of recharge myself and get through the winter.
0: Yeah. So basically you're saying you're not a quitter.
1: No, no, not at all.
0: You should go try it. It might actually make your winter a lot more pleasant. Uh, And there's actually known routes like people in the know have their little tricks of getting out of here and it's not going to be super expensive. Oh, absolutely. So I would love to hear your tips and tricks. I mean, I think the PDX airport is might be one of the best airports I've ever been to, but we all know it's it's not a major hub. A lot of the time you have to fly to Seattle or you have to fly somewhere else to like really leave. So you looked into sunny places that we can reach on a direct flight. Did you find many destinations?
1: I did actually. You know, I found that there are about a dozen locations you can get to from Portland Airport that will offer, you know, travelers a good chance at getting some sunshine. No, not a not 100% chance as, you know, it's February and even in March, you know, you're gonna have some raininess. But um, I will say I'm not a fan of using the term direct flight. I'd prefer to use nonstop because I've found in the travel industry, um, direct can mean one of two things. It's either a true nonstop flight or it's a flight that does stop but allows you to continue on that same plane. So you're not having to make a connection in route to your final destination. Mm-hmm. I personally don't mind making a connection, but I know a lot of people hate changing planes. It could kind of feel like you're wasting precious time. So on my list, I've got you know flights that are truly nonstop.
0: I would like that list, please. So tell me about the few places on your list.
1: Yeah, so the, the three that I wrote about just recently are Hawaii, Guadalajara, Mexico, and Phoenix. Um, and right now in Hawaii, it's a great time to go because um, there's gray whales that are migrating right past the islands. Um, there are two direct flights out of PDX, um, one to Maui and one to Oahu. It's a great place to be outside right now. So if you are an outdoor lover, like hiking, uh, swimming, snorkeling, sea kayaking, getting out on boats, things like that, mm-hmm. that's all stuff you can do right now in Hawaii. So if that's like what you're missing in your life, that would be like a, a just a really good option to go and kind of be able to kind of live it up summer style without having to wait for summer to actually come.
0: Have you so, heard? Have you heard, though, that there's a lot of backlash about people going to Hawaii?
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, I've never been to Hawaii and I kind of have not a lot of interest to go because I I know a couple of Hawaiians and they're like, it's it's a very touchy subject um yeah and I kind of just want to stay away from that like because it's so hot button at the moment and has been for many years but it's kind of coming to a head in some ways so yeah um, and for those yeah. who
0: are just like what what's wrong with going to Hawaii it's just a, a lot of uh tourism it's displacing a lot of native Hawaiians and so it's it's just been a thing and also it seems that like when tourists go weirdly they're not being respectful to the places that they're going to, if you can imagine that. So go to Guadalajara, Mexico.
1: Yeah, and Mexico, uh, that's a little bit different of experience. Guadalajara firmly in the the center of the the nation of Mexico. It's the the capital of Jalisco. So there's a lot of nightlife. It's a very, very historic town, many historic sites, cathedrals, uh, things like that. Um, It is kind of the capital of the mariachi scene in Mexico. So there are a ton of things to do around arts, entertainment, nightlife, um, historic tours. It's also the the birthplace of tequila. So the town of tequila is just uh, outside of Guadalajara. And there are tons and tons of distilleries, historic distilleries, I might add. So, um, you know, they've been making tequila there for hundreds of years at this point um so you can go and kind of experience that as well
0: I just want you to know that we actually heard about this the Guadalajara, and John and I immediately were like should we go should we <laughs> <laughs> should we should you we should. Do, should we should we do like a city cast portland Guadalajara trip where we're just working from there but we don't tell headquarters but now they know because I just said this out loud uh, and we're just <laughs> like how easy would it be for us to figure this out cuz Some of the prices, I mean, it seemed like a round trip seemed doable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, airfare right now is surprisingly good, um, considering we're not even a year out from when airline prices hit an all-time high in uh, May twenty twenty two. Things have cooled off significantly since then. Uh, if you find the right flight, you know on the right days, you, you can get to somewhere like Phoenix for under two hundred dollars. Wow. Um, and, and it's a great time to visit the desert right now. It's. Uh, it's, it's not crazy hot, it's not too crowded. Um, there's so much to do. There's outdoor stuff. Uh, the Tonto National Forest is really close by, um, which is absolutely gorgeous. And what's crazy is you could be down in the Valley of the Sun and it could be sun shining and 80 degrees and then you'll drive up there and especially like this time of year you'll drive up there and you'll climb like 4 thousand five thousand feet and it'll be snowing wow it's like such a bizarre thing to experience it's it's really really um uh, a special place I think
0: but it would uh, be hilarious for people from Portland to go to Phoenix to go to the snow because that would be amazing and every (laughs) that's what I want to see just a full circle and I feel like it would be Portlanders we go to Phoenix we're like this is great it's so hot so where's the (laughs) snow when is it raining just come back it might make you appreciate coming back and being like oh it's nice right now
1: Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I love being outside on a patio, and that's not unless you're underneath a heater or you're willing to be bundled up. That's not really something you can do in Portland. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you mentioned kind of like what airfare is looking at, looking like right now. So, like, like I said, getting to Phoenix for under two hundred dollars—that's that's a steal, especially you know if you're someone who and that's is round be, trip, right? Yeah, that's round trip. And um, what about
0: what about Hawaii? How much are round trip? nonstop flights right now.
1: Yeah. So uh, when I was looking it up, that was about a week ago, mm-hmm. Maui was looking about 530 bucks, 550 bucks round trip. These are nonstop. So right. uh, Honolulu was right around that same price point, which is uh, considering kind of in the peak times, which are a little bit later into the spring and in fall, tickets can go for as much as $1,000 for a round trip flight. It's a lot easier to catch a connection from somewhere else to get a cheaper ticket um, to those places.
0: Yeah. Let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, I'd love to hear more about nonstop destinations from PDX. You've named three places you're like, hey, these are the three nonstop affordable places to get out Oh Hawaii, Guadalajara, Phoenix. What about anywhere in the United States aside from Phoenix? Any yeah, other
1: places? So Southern California, obviously, you can get there in a in a nonstop flight uh, from PDX. So you've got John Wayne, which is Orange County. You can go to Disneyland or a, any of those other, you know, theme parks down there. If you that they feel like that's a very good family friendly option. If you you and the family want to you know sky off of work and school for a week. Another one. Oh, Palm Springs. That was another one that I had on here. Um, Palm Springs is actually kind of expensive to fly into. If you're looking yeah. to go in the next couple of weeks, it's like eight hundred, nine hundred dollars. And it also yeah.
0: like to stay there is pretty expensive as well. Oh, yeah. There's just Absolutely. nothing but boutique hotels. And yeah, it's a wonderful experience. Properties, yeah, yeah. yeah. A beautiful, like, you know, mid-modern century mm-hmm. Airbnb. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not for those, you know, on a restrictive budget. Definitely. Do you have any suggestions for those who are just like, look, I saved up 500 bucks and I need everything? Like, what, what would you suggest for a weekend trip?
1: So a, a good weekend trip, I think, um, Austin, Texas. Uh, 290 round trip. There, there's so much to do in Austin. There's live music every night of the week. Tons of bars. Uh, really cool historic stuff to see. Obviously, you know... Portland is the is the Austin of Oregon, as, as people like to say. Austin is the Portland of Texas. We so, did yeah. take their
0: slogan, so yeah, we
1: did. We stole that, straight ripped it. Just acknowledge yeah. it. The dream of '90s Austin is alive in Portland.
0: <laughs> yeah, um,
1: another good one I think would be Orlando. If if the whole Florida thing doesn't throw you off, um, if you're, if, <laughs> I, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of Florida, um, but Orlando is uh, only 370, 380 right now for a round trip. Um, And there's lots to do in Orlando, too, especially for families. There's a ton to see. Um, Yeah. But like, I guess some of the additional tips I might give for trips (laughs) would be, uh, you know, if you're traveling midweek, that is definitely the best way to find deals on flights, Uh, flights over weekends, obviously a lot more expensive Mm -hmm. Uh, booking at least three weeks in advance can really, really save you a penny or two. Is that the sweet Um,
0: spot? Three weeks?
1: Three weeks is kind of the sweet spot I've found. I've done quite a bit of just like looking at, at bookings and keeping an eye on that. I was actually looking at travel for bowl games back in December. That was like one of my first like travel stories. And I was like hmm. telling people, I was like, you should wait to book your tickets because they're going to go down. And then it just kept going up. And I was like, oh, no, oh, no, <laughs> I told people to wait. And now it's going, they're going way up. So, yeah, booking at least three <laughs> weeks in advance if you can. Don't wait because there's always uh, there's a very good chance it'll go
0: up. Yeah. Like it makes sense that the flights would get cheaper at a certain point when they're like, oh, no, we're not going to sell out the plane, you know. Yeah, um, exactly.
1: That's what I thought. And yeah. then I was feel like I was wrong.
0: Yeah. So let's. I want to hear. I would love to know if like Alaska, you know, when you go in and it tells you all the seats that are available. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just like, oh, my God, it's like almost five months. Why is everyone going to Boston on the day I'm going to Boston? That doesn't make sense. And so I wondered, like, if they just hold some of those, like you can only buy whatever and then they release them. If anybody knows about that let me know Um, or just tell me why everyone's going to Boston. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Sam, for hanging out with us. We love to hear more. The more you learn. I love that we have like a Portland based travel expert because it's so great to have that vantage point from PDX. You know, our airport, you know, its uh, capabilities of where it can go. Uh, So, yeah, keep us filled in.
1: Absolutely. I don't know if I would call myself an expert. I would more class myself as uh kind of a blundering idiot who's going to make mistakes that you don't want to make
0: i like that there should be a new word for that what is that a journalist Mm -hmm. (laughs) and now for your micro dose of news new data shows that at least 193 people died while experiencing homelessness in multnomah county in 2021 Now, that's roughly a 53% increase from the previous year. The report from the county and street route says meth contributed to nearly half of those deaths, and fentanyl was a factor in a third of them. Also, Judge Adrienne C. Nelson was confirmed by the U.S. Senate to serve on the U.S. District Court in Oregon, becoming the first black woman to do so. She previously served on the Oregon Supreme Court since 2018 and was a public defender before becoming a judge. And today's show is the last in our theme Depression Week. Has anything you heard from any of the experts we spoke to uh, helped you out? Let us know. Email us at Portland at CityCast.fm or leave a voicemail at 503-208-5448. Since I spoke with mental health expert Sheila Hamilton on Monday, I've been taking her advice on managing burnout. I started on vitamin D and have been taking my micro breaks after a couple of hours of work. I'm also trying to get at least two small walks in and doing some breathing exercises like she also suggested. And I got to say, it's been working. So thank you, Sheila. And thanks again to all of our amazing guests for coming on the show this week. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Our lead producer is John Dotariani. Our audio producer is Julia Fioglioni. Our newsletter editor is Rachel Monaghan. And our host is me, Claudia Meza. Original music by Jenny Conley and Stephen Drizos. Additional music by Epidemic Sound. We're taking Monday off, but we'll be back Tuesday morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slims.